We're doing it. We're doing it live. All right. Fuck it. We're doing it live. Um, as always, I would like to apologize for last week's episode. That means we can start out the Memory Lapse podcast this week. I am Tim. I'm Jinji. And I'm Tyson. And uh, what are we talking about this week, guys? Well, I mean, first, first, let's go over the uh, the fan letter and the brewer. Do we want to save that for the end? Uh, we can, we can no, go. No, we're, we're doing that now before we start. Yeah, I feel stuff. like we should All just right. get it out of the way. All right, let's do the brew. Um, All right. So for those of you that don't remember... Somebody uh, requested that we do a brew around Decimator of Provinces. I'll bring up the email, actually, so we get um, the exact information that they, they were after. So I don't know if we even did this correctly. I believe they also wanted something with Eternal Scourge, but I, I don't have anything for that in standard. Eternal Scourge? What, did they ask for two different? I think they asked for two cards to be involved. And they also could do something. Okay, yeah, so Eternal Scourge and I Decimator think it was two of different Provinces. Decks. Oh, well, they got... Be happy you got us to do the... The baby, the baby one. I mean, come on. Craterham has a lot more stuff to support it right now. I'm just not convinced there's something super good for Eternal Scourge right now. No, but Eternal Scourge is super good, actually. It, it's sweet. a pretty good card. Yeah, pretty good card. card. Good. Well, do you want to read it off since it's... Sure, sure. It's the honorable mention. We didn't build around this. Uh, I think I actually had it in my initial deck idea that you were like, that's not really... That's not really Crater Hoof using, so... Yeah. Eternal Scourge is a three-drop colorless Eldrazi horror creature. You may cast Eternal Scourge from Exile. When Eternal Scourge becomes a target of a spell or ability an opponent controls, Exile Eternal Scourge, and it's a 3-3. So, basically, you know, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so, let's go over some stuff about this card real quick, because we'll probably come back to it for a future brew and other various things. So, it's a 3-3 for 3, right? Yeah. So, it passes the vanilla test by default. Right. And then it's got an upside, where if they try to remove it, it just exiles itself, and then you can play it from exile again. Mm-hmm. Which is great, because if they don't know what it does and deck and stone it, you can play it anyway and draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever. Like, does um, it say may or you do? Uh, when it becomes target as far as exile, it just exiles. There's okay, no so you can't, get, you can't you get can't, the upside from yeah. deck and stone, because it's a mistrigger, then. Okay. So... Card's good. Card has value. It's recurrable. Seems like a solid win con of things. It's hard to kill. It's hard to keep out. Right. So we'll come back to the card at a later date. Yeah. So what we did all do was make our Decimator of the Provinces decks, a.k.a. Baby Hoof, a.k.a. Crater Hand Behemoth. Yeah. I will never so, get over that name. So, so where are we starting with back here? Do we want to... Um, let's go for the one that can actually play their deck in standard if they want to. Yes, right? Yes. You can play this deck right now. I didn't do the Kaladesh standard because I didn't know what else was going to be available and I don't like the build like that. So I just went with... Uh, I went with something a little strange. Um, it's it's uh, Selesnia, green-white. And it's got four Shaman of Forgotten Ways, two Decimator of Provinces, four Traverse the Olvenwald, four Vessel of Nascency, four Gnarlwood Dryad, four Knight of the White Orchid, four Explosive Vegetation, four Always Watching, four Sylvan Advocate, and two Ishconograph Widow. With the mana base of four Evolving Wilds, four Canopy Vista, four Fortified Village, seven Forests, and five Plains. So, how many green sources do you have? I have... Lots. Um, fifteen green, fifteen green sources. All right, so that's good. Um, the reason I'm asking is because the drawback, as I air quote that, which you guys can't see, of uh, Crater Hand Behemoth is that his emerge cost is six triple green. So we do have to have three forest or three green sources at the very least to make sure we can actually cast this thing with its emerge. Which is what I thought about. Which is why Shaman of the Forgotten Ways is in there. So in a pinch. Because he basically, can make two. yes, and the one you're going to emerge most of the time is Ishkana, <laughs> because you'll get the enter you'll get the enter trigger from Ishkana because this deck is built for Delirium, mm -hmm. and then you sack Ishkana, pay four for Crater Hoof, and hopefully you have Sylvan Advocates out, or Knight of the White Orchids, or Norwood Dryads with Delirium. So you got a huge field to deal with there. Yeah. So I did notice the immediate cuteness of the Ishkanas with Delirium. Sack the Ishkana for your Crater Hand Behemoth. Yes. And then the tokens are three fours now. Yes. Um, yes. I will po also point out the Nambo of always watching with the Ishkana tokens. But those are the only tokens you're making anyhow. Yeah. So you're fine on that. Yes. Like, small Nambo, not big Nambo. Yeah. Yeah, it's just to give... It's just basically to give anything else I happen to have Vigilance that doesn't already have it. So, 
And plus, the plus one, plus one's never going to hurt. <coughs> plus, I also made this list in a hurry, so it actually works better than I thought it would. The Ishkanas was were actually an afterthought, because I was looking through this list like, what the hell am I going to emerge in this? Like, this, this Decimator is still going to be super expensive. It's like, wait a minute, this gets Delirium super quick, so you just get the benefit of Ishkana immediately, and then you just get rid of it and throw in the... Yeah, and you're the... playing Shaman's Ramp into the Ishkanas, too. Mm -hmm. So you could, as quickly as turn five, mm -hmm. have your Ishkana with your tokens, and then just Crater Ham. Yeah, there's just... And there's minor ramping with um, with Knight of the White Orchid to get mm -hmm. there, if your opponent's, you know, a turn if ahead of you. If your opponent's on the play, and you, like, manage to get your White Source, White Source. Yeah, and then... Uh, then we have Explosive Vegetation. If we're running behind, we can just kind of build right back up and go right into it if we have to. So it, it's got its options. So, yeah. Did I read off the mana base? I don't remember. Yeah, did I? I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I, I couldn't see and remember it very well, so I asked how many green sources you had. Yeah, the, so I know it was mentioned. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to... I don't usually use Fortified Village, but since this deck works kind of quickly, that that's helpful. Those lands are kind of helpful. Also, something yeah. super adorable is... Um, if you, you know, have, like, one or two Dryads with uh, Delirium. Yeah. With three threes, and yeah. then they become five fives with Trample and Death Touch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> for anybody who's not sure why that's adorable, the reason it works is because any damage that would be dealt with Death Touch is lethal. So, you assign one point of damage from the Dryad Militant during combat to dryad the creature. Militant. or uh, Gnarlwood Dryad. Gnarlwood Dryad. It's and a And then you just trample the rest and over. And then you trample the other four to the yeah. face. Yep. And that does work, because it kills the creature, so... Correct, because one point is lethal, even if the creature is indestructible. Yep. Okay, so uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about on my list here? No, I think we got all the stuff to hit on yours. Yeah, I, I Like, I you like got the mine. traverses, you're going to find your lands, you're going to get to do all your stuff. Got the Looks vessels like to 24? Huh? 24 lands, 36 spells, yeah. All right. Ginger, After Gingy's done yawning, I'll I mean, go his. So, of note about mine and Ginger's list, because he was yawning, so I figured I'd step in and say this real quick. Um, Tim's list is built in current standard. Me and Ginger took a couple things from the upcoming standard. I literally only took one card, because there's only one card that I really think, think slots into this deck really well. And it's basically filling the Ishkana slot in my deck, where Ishkana was filling the Ishkana slot in Tim's deck. Yeah. Um, I... Admittingly, I was looking at Tyson's list when I made mine. So you some things, son of a bitch. Some, <laughs> some, some things will be similar, I'm not going to lie. And I think that's just because of the nature of the deck also. All right, um, guys, you're about to hear my list twice. <laughs> it, it could be close. Um, so for two drops, I have four Hedron Crawlers, four Death Cap Cultivators, which I think we can both agree, agree that two drop Mandadorks. Or the best thing. Two drop mana dorks seem good. They're our best mana dork right now. Yeah. Ginger stole eight cards from my list so far. I, I really wanted to build this Golgari, <laughs> but then I saw, you know, I thought yeah, about writing the way you and stuff like track. that. I said, let's keep a counter of how many cards Ginger stole for me. Eight. Okay. To be fair, we're building the same type what? of deck in Future go Standard. Ahead, go ahead. We uh, all built uh, Lupine so Mortified decks all... and had four different decks. Yeah, but this is... I, but that's I also Lesbia, so I can say that there's something different. Anyways, here, so. uh, four filigrees familiars, right, which right. it enters the battlefield, you gain two life, and whenever you sack, well, whenever it goes to the graveyard, you draw a card. So, for anybody not super familiar with that card, I think I mentioned it's one of the cards I'm really hyped for. It's three mana, and it's a 2 2 artifact creature. When it enters, you gain two. When it dies, you draw a card. Seems good. Yeah, so, I mean, it's an emerge target for me. Um, it also gets me to draw a card. It's also an uncommon, so great for limited in the future as well. So it, you said it was a three drop, correct? Correct. Okay, just so I have that for future. Uh, four Pilgrim's Eyes. All right. There's four oh, more from your list. Another card on my list. Um, this They're is actually different right here. Um, four Arbor Backstompers. It's a four drop for a four three with Trample. Whenever it enters the battlefield, you gain five life. Ooh. Seems spicy. So, in the case, you know, because this is a big mana deck, it's going to probably die to aggressive decks fairly easily. Um, something that you can do instead of, you know, your filigrees, familiars, to, you know, just do your Crater Hand Behemoths. Um, I mean, you can just play that thing on turn four, or you can... Um, I'll talk about this card later. It's Eldritch Evolution. <laughs> Uh, and then four Verdius Gearhawks, which 
Tyson's <laughs> trying to sell me on this card. I mean, I think it's good in this nature of a deck because you just want bigger things. Uh, and then you can spread it out amongst your creatures. Three abundant malls. You know what those things are? <laughs> yeah. That's the one that draws you with a merge that's black. Yep. And whenever you cast it, target player loses three life and you gain three life. Oh my god. So That's right. I forgot about that. It's like a 5-4 or something? Yeah, it's something weird and obnoxious. But it's it allows me to emerge a smaller creature into it and then emerge that for my crater. Yeah. That's fine, because then you only need to pay green green for it. Yes. Uh, so I have three... Abundant Malls, four Baby Hams, Baby Ham Behemoths, uh, and then two Cultivator of Blades, which is my Combat Baby Hams. See, I... Do you know what that thing does, Tyson? I do, and I'm very unimpressed with the card, and I'm a little surprised to see it pop up here. Um, you might be a little surprised to see it pop up, but think about it, because, say, I Eldritch Evolution from a Filigree Familiar mm -hmm. into that... Okay, and then, so on turn four, we're going from three to five. And then the turn after, we play a Gearhawk, put my counters on that, and attack with the two dudes and that. Okay. <coughs> so that's, that's good in and of itself, but that doesn't... I, I I'm know. seeing it more of a... Uh, I, have more, I have more Crater Hoofs than Crater Hoofs. I guess that's fair. Um, and I'm just playing four Eldritch Revolutions, which I just talked about. They and don't then... get trampled from that, though, right? No. See, I feel like they'll just get chump blocked. I mean, that's fine like... if you're chump blocking my tokens. See, I'm expecting a super chump block heavy format here in the future. I guess that's Because, like, we do have Fabricate as a mechanic, and it's going to make a bunch of ones. Also, did... I am not sure. Did you find uh, Arborback Stomper? Because I'm pretty sure that thing has trample. Nah, it's down here further. Uh, anywho... Keep talking. I have four archives, four Eldritch Evolutions as my only non-creature spells, with fifteen swamp or fifteen forests and six swamps. So the Arborback is a five mana, five four with trample lever, and is about to go gain five life. Well, that that is a card that I looked at, but for five mana, I just don't feel like I don't um, feel like that's where we want to be at five mana. For five mana, it, it might be a little expensive, but it's um, a way for me to say like. Well, I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I, can, I can evolution from a filigree familiar into that to gain five life, or I can get a gear hawk if I need the pressure. I don't know if four is the correct number, but it's still a five, four for five that has trample anyways. Anybody? Just just going to keep me talking here? Yeah. 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 I, I don't know what to talk about, so... You're talking about your deck, buddy. I, yeah, I, tell I, us about some of the synergies. What's a deal that's cool? Um... It gets the leap fellow agree familiars. <laughs> Yay! Uh, it can go from, what, a Pilgrim's Eye on turn three, the land goes to your hand, which, like, I don't have any four drops, really, other than the archives. Um, so, like, the familiars in the Pilgrim's Eyes are just uh, there as emerge targets or leap sacrifices, or uh, evolution sacrifices. All right, all right. Um, because they get their value when they enter. Familiar gets value when it leaves. So, I mean, that's all there is to that. So, Kitchen Finks is uh, basically Filigree Familiar for you. Yes. Um, well, filigree Familiar is Kitchen Finks for you. Yeah, but instead of getting the other two life, I draw a card. Yeah. And, like, I mean, if, if I'm in a super... If I'm versus a super aggressive deck, I leap from the Familiar, which already gave me two life, into a uh, Arborback Stomper to gain another 5 life. So gaining 7 life against an aggressive deck generally just wins you the game. And it is pretty big. It is uh, definitely something to note. Um, but again, I really like Filigree Familiar. It's one of my cards that I've been like all over. I think it's great. I think it's going to be really good for the Emerge decks moving forward. Um, it's also just like a generically good vanilla card. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about my... Uh, my Creator Hand Behemoth deck. Okay. <clears throat> Gingy and I had 4, 8, 12, 16, 20 cards in common. So I apologize. Admittingly, he did it before me, so... <laughs> no, it's more than that. Well... 24, because you copied my Eldritch Evolutions. Card seems good. <laughs> Jesus, Ginger. Yeah, but you have some... Like, 
the main differences of the decks are... So, I'm I'm honestly a little surprised that Ginger's list didn't end up more akin to mine. Um, because I base mine off of, like, modern and legacy elves. So, That's fair, but I, thought, I actually thought about elves. I actually thought about that. But, I thought about going. Uh, I thought about going Golgari elves just to go wide before you want. But the only problem was finding the emerge creature in that. Well, here's the thing, and that's where I feel like this deck managed to pull uh, manages to pull it off. Okay. So I'm going for an elves type plan. I'm not going to ever um, be able to use my Eldritch Evolution to get my Crater Hoof Behemoth or my Crater Hand Behemoth. Yeah. But. I did put in enough targets to make Eldritch Evolution worth playing. Okay. I'm going to go over the list real quick. So I've got four Beast Caller Savant, which is a card that's been like the bulkiest of bulk rares for its entire existence. Yeah, that, actually, you know what? I forgot about that card whenever I was putting mine together. Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know what it is, it's one in a green. Tap it to add a color of any color of mana to your mana pool. This mana can only be used to cast creature spells, and it has haste on a 1 1. Yeah. So I've got Beast Caller Savant. I've got four Deathcap Cultivators. One in a green, two one, tap to add green or black to your mana pool. Um, if Delirium, then it has Death, death Touch, I believe. Mm-hmm. I've got four Hedron Crawler. So already off the bat, I've got 12 mana dorks. All right, so I'm trying to ramp into shit. Beyond that, I've got four Pilgrim's Eye to find another land so I can consistently hit my land drops and make sure I get to where I want to be. And the reason the Pilgrim's Eye is here on the list and I'm mentioning my land drops is because that bleeds into my tireless tracker which I'm playing four tireless trackers as well okay so we've already got synergy there where I'm going to start getting clues I'm going to start getting card advantage I'm not going to just like get blown out by a board wipe because I'll just be able to draw cards again later in the game after that off the clues I'm getting from my tireless tracker so then I have down four sylvan advocates because it's just a good card it's a two through vigilance it plays offense it plays defense it's a great card so, the reason the Tireless Tracker and Pilgrim's Eye together, beyond having the combo of the synergy of this gets a land, this lets me hit my land drop and get a clue, is they're the cards that I want to use my Eldritch Evolutions for. I want to cast Eldritch Evolution, sacking one of my three mana spells to go into Verderous Gear Hulk. So, Verderous Gear Hulk is the green Gear Hulk for anybody that's not familiar with the cycle. We'll probably go over it briefly later on. Um, it's three green green. It's a 4-4 with Trample. When it enters the battlefield, you can distribute four plus one plus one counters onto basically any number of creatures. Let me find its exact wording. But basically... <coughs> Alright, here's its exact wording. When Verdus Gear Hulk enters the battlefield, distribute four plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control. So, when Gear Hulk comes down, I get... Four plus one plus one counters. I can take these four counters and put them on things like, you know, my Sylvan Advocate. So my Sylvan Advocate wins the fights whenever it's trying to swing. Onto my Hedron Crawler so it can attack. Onto my Deathcap Cultivator so now it's a 3-2 and can swing. Onto my Beast Caller Savant so that they're 2-2s. Two so basically it comes in, it gets these four plus one plus one counters, and then you distribute them to your other creatures so you can go wider. Because it's a 4-4 four four already. And you pay five mana to get a 4-4 four four with Trample and then give other creatures you control a... Sum of power and toughness equal to four, basically. Because mm-hmm. you're distributing the plus one plus one counters wherever. Or you can just put them all on him so you have an 8-8 with Trample. Depends on where you are in the game and what you have to do. So the reason that I mentioned that you can distribute the four plus one plus one counters to other things is because you want to have this stuff live through that turn. Because you can do this realistically on turn four. It's like, we're playing 12 dorks. So we can go turn one. Like, we have no turn one plays whatsoever. We go turn one, land, go. Um, turn two, land, play any dork. Turn three, play, like, dork, dork, or Pilgrim's Eye, get our next land drop, or, like, a tireless tracker. Because on turn three, we can tap the mana we have for our tireless tracker, then play our land for our tireless tracker to get our first clue as well. Mm-hmm. So then, on turn four, we can play another land. We can either play dorks, or we can play our gear hulk and distribute our counters to our one mana dork on our tireless tracker. And then next turn, we can use our crater hand behemoth to get rid of our gear hulk if we played our gear hulk and give the entire field plus two plus two and trample. So now we have a seven seven with trample and haste. 
We have a tireless tracker that was a base 3-2 that has some number of plus one plus one counters from our gear hall. And either our Deathcap Cultivator, our Beast Caller Savant, and our Hedron Caller that are base varying depending on what they are, 1-1, one, 2-1, one, one, or 0-1, that has some number of plus one plus one counters as well. And both of those are getting plus two plus two. So now we've given eight bonus power and toughness to our creatures that are not our Crater Hand Behemoth, and we can just swing for like 15 on turn five. And a lot of that is just like surprise damage, because 11 of it is from the Crater Hand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, see, that's where the differences in my deck and your deck are, because you are trying to do elves where you go wide. I'm just trying to make big stuff so that way it makes, like, you have to put a lot of power or a lot of toughness in front of my stuff before it just still tramples over. See, I like the go-wide approach cause yeah, since because they're all, getting, since they're yeah. all getting trampled anyhow, it just feels good. Yeah. That and it takes up more of their blockers and can kill more of their things to leave you in a more, uh, a more advantageous situation potentially. Yeah. And then, like I said, you know, you've got clues from this tireless tracker to redraw later on if something happens. It's like, I like the deck. These are the things I thought about it when I was building it, when I came up with it. It's just where, if I was going to play a Crater Hand Behemoth deck, this is where I want to be. Um, I, I, do I have, still like mine, so fuck you. I do have another <laughs> spicy card while we're talking about, like, surviving board wipes. If we haven't committed a lot to the board, we've just got, like, three or four creatures out already. Um, I crossed it off because I was going to play Dubious Challenge, and I was like, nah, Dubious Challenge is bad and just too cute. Yeah. So I went back to the original one. Um, I've got two Vile Redeemers in there. So it's like two and a green for an Eldrazi that has Flash. Let me pull up its exact Oracle text before I uh, go off here and get it wrong. So Vile Redeemer. Oh, I remember that card. I used it a lot in Limited. It is real good. It's two... Two and a green, it's devoid, has flash, and it's a 3-3. Three, three. Yep. When you cast Fire Redeemer, you may pay a colorless. If you do, you put a 1-1 one, one colorless Eldrazi Scion creature token onto the battlefield for each non-token creature that died under your control this turn. Those tokens mm. have sacrificed this creature at colors in your mana pool. So this is where my mana base comes in. I don't have a lot of ways to get that colorless mana. I have the four Hedron Crawlers, which can get it, and I have four Crumbling Vestige, which can get it. Beyond the four crumbling vestiges, I'm just playing 18 forest. Mm. Like, this is a motto green deck, and if I feel like I've committed a lot to the board and I just haven't drawn anything good, I'm just going to start chipping them down with all these, like, little weenies. Like, you know, these Beast Caller Savants and Deathcap Cultivators and shit like that. Yeah. And if they go to board wipe, I'm going to let it resolve, and then I'm just going to flash out this Vile Redeemer and get a bunch of tokens to recover. Yep. Which also gave you a bunch of mana if you need it. Yeah, which also lets me just go like, uh, I'll sack these three things and maybe I'll just cast this crater. Maybe I'll just cast the crater ham off the vile redeemer that I flashed out with all these scions I just got. Right, also you can use them to sacrifice clues if there's another board wipe coming. Correct. So like, it gives me a lot of flexibility. It's a two of in the list, but it is another card that I was like, this is just cute. That's kind of funny with Voldaren Pariah too. I'm just going to play this Voldaren Pariah, a bunch of these shitty creatures a few turns before. I'm going to sack all of these to Voldaren Pariah, and then I'm going to flash in Vile Redeemer. Oh, I have Scions, now I have all this mana. What are we going to do? Yes, do it on your opponent's end step. I'm going to sack these three real creatures. Um, you're going to sack three things, and I'm going to go Vile Redeemer, get all these dudes. So now you've got like 6, 9, 10, 11, 12 power on the board, <laughs> at least, after making your opponent sacrifice three things? Yep. And that's when you... <laughs> And that's when you drop Decimator of Provinces. Yeah, so like, maybe there's a black-green Crater Ham deck that we overlooked here. Yeah. Like, just a good, like, I'm actually surprised, because I'm all about Voldaren Pariah. If I'd have remembered Vile Redeemer, I might have... Actually I'm, done this? Yeah, I might have actually done this combination of things. Because uh, I, I love me some Voldaren Pariah. It's, a very, it's very good and limited, I will say that. All right, so I think that's it for the brews. Some of the intricacies of mine and why I pick some of my cards. Yeah. So I was crunching the numbers while uh, while these two were talking about their decks. Uh, mine comes in at $111.20. Gingy's comes in at $104.95. And Tyson's comes in at $133.60. And I can tell you exactly where most of the value of these twos come from. And that would be the Vendurus Gear Hulk. It's specking it pre-ordered at $14.99 a piece. 
So yes. $60 out of both of the values of your decks come from just that. I do not think that's a $15 card by any means, and I have no problem saying that. It's just hyped. I think, it's just hyped. I think the card will lurk at $5. Yeah, Like, probably. 5 to 7 It's a good card. It's a playable card, but I do not think it's $15 good. Yeah, that, that's so the like, bulk of the value out of you guys' so like, decks. Let's adjust this by removing $40 from my deck real quick. Well, yeah. <laughs> With the real value of you guys' decks, then, would be Jinji's $64.95, and Tyson's is still... Ninety-three sixty. So, all right. So I've got the most expensive deck of the list. No, I do. At one hundred eleven twenty, I don't use the gear. This Hulk. is one hundred thirty. Okay. Well, if I have the gear oh. hulks, I've got the most okay, expensive yeah, yeah, deck yeah, of the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, I it just seems like it's going to be able to get there. I also think I'm playing more rares than everybody else. Uh, I'm playing mythics, sir. For a 12, 16, 20, 24. Uh, but I think I'm playing eight, eight uh, mythics. For a ten. 14, I'm playing... Wait, 18. Decimator of Provinces is a Mythic, isn't it? Yeah. Then I'm playing 8 Mythics, too. I'm playing... Shaman's Shaman's a Mythic, isn't it? Yeah, but he's only like 2 bucks or some shit. But he's still a Mythic, so... I'm playing know. 8 Rares and or Mythic. I'm playing 18. I'm playing, the problem is Jinji and I built around cards that have hype spec prices. Yeah. I'm playing... I'm playing 8 Mythics at least. Uh, Traverse... Traverse is a Rare. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Vessel is an Uncommon. What's Gnarlwood Dryad? Tim, we should talk about this stuff yeah, now. Yeah, so... Okay, all right, I don't right. think these were designed with a budget in mind. I know I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't think either, it was right? terribly expensive either. I kind of no. did, but not really. Like, I expected this thing to be like 80 bucks, not 130 but yeah. Yeah. We'll go over the list at the end so you guys can pick. Obviously, this time we won't be able to do it at this week's FNM because... Uh, Two of us are built for rotation. And mine's built pre-rotation, which means none of these can be played at the same FNM. Correct. <laughs> but um, anyway. So let's talk about... Elephant in the room time. My yeah, I God! Mean, we have we have cards that we want to talk about from Kaladesh. Right? No, we don't. No, we were going to talk it, about no. spoilers and stuff that was we, coming. We were going to do that. We were going we to do that, and then the masterpiece series happened. I mean, I guess when they gave us all thirty of them today, we can't ignore yeah, like, it. No, literally, this morning I looked at my Facebook feed and somebody posted like, "Oh, hey, there's." They're going to maybe, you know, get rid of the reserve list doing this this. Well, let's not jump on that one because well, we no, don't I, know that I know, yet. But I yeah, know I we don't I'll... know that, but that's what he was saying. He's like, maybe this is how they can start doing it. I mean, and I'm like, what? It's so a I, potential step one. I don't think it'll happen, and I'll say that right now. I read the article. I'm like, oh, masterpiece. <laughs> those, seem cool. those seem cool. I come here later in the night. I'm like, what the heck? We have all of them? What? It was announced that we would have all of them at... 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, a.k.a. 2 p.m. Okay, let's quit fapping here. Let's talk about these things. All right, let's so skip the top five, though, because nobody cares. All right, all right. so first and foremost, yeah, nobody cared about those my things. God, are they beautiful. Yeah. Yep. They've been announced that they're going to happen in every set here forward. They're going to have different names. They're going to be... They're supposed to be... Same. Cards that have art inspired by what would happen if these cards were put in this set. So... Yes. Since we have Kaladesh, it's an artifact-oriented set. All of these cards are artifact, and they all look, like, super fancy and techy and just look nice. But that's the feel that Kaladesh is bringing. Yes. yes. Um, like they, it's, it's got that they said that the sets are influencing what is in the masterpieces, mm-hmm. um, and that it also would affect the R in the... I'm assuming the border as well. Yes, the master... Um, yes. Uh, I, don't, say that I don't this... know too much about that part. Because well, because the so. borders, I believe, whenever I read the the article, they were saying the bur- the borders for this one are specifically this way because it's a very Kaladesh thing. Yeah, <laughs> so it, it does look it's very bronze. Kaladesh. It's a, a metallic bronze, which is what it is. And I think that these things look gorgeous. Yes. I cannot wait to see one in person. Specifically, like the one that I'm probably the most hyped about is the one that's here, front first one, number one on the list of masterpieces that I see. Top left of the page, Sword of Light and Shadow <laughs> looks so <laughs> awe-inspiringly gorgeous that it's not Hold even. On, you're looking funny. at a different page. Hold on. What am I? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because I'm looking at the the Kaladesh spoilers page, and the top left one is Cataclysmic Gear Hulk, which is from Kaladesh itself, so nobody gives a shit. I thought he was like building up and doing all this build up to say that as a joke, but okay, we're good. No, no, no. no. I'm actually talking about Sword of Light and Shadow. I've got them by you know. 
last one spoiled to first. Okay. So, like, Sword of Light and Shadow was but the last Tyson, they were all spoiled card. at the same time. Eh, they had to be uploaded in some order. Yeah. So, and know, plus, there was actually four spoiled first in Correct. Mark Rosewater's initial article. There were four spoiled there before the rest of them came out. Yeah, Ginger, know your facts. I will. I slapped him across the back of the head. That was unnecessary. That's was for you folks. He deserved this. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Alright. So Sword of Light and <laughs> Shadow is the one that I most want to see in person. Like yeah. the art for it's absolutely beautiful. And like it's got that glint on the blade and everything. It just looks so good. And I just really, really want to see this thing in person. <sighs> so something of note. These things are not legal and standard, but if you open them in sealed, you can play them in your deck, and my god, is that going to be good. We don't know if that's true this time, but it was true for the Expeditions. No, it says it in the article. Did it? Says it says that you can play it in the draft and sealed. Alright, so you yeah. can play it in the limited formats if you open it. Bam! Woo! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really good. Actually, uh, I can't say... Overseer makes Fabricate really good if you get it, but for, like... Okay, so first off, I'm gonna stop right. I'm gonna stop myself right now. Um, I will not plan on opening any of these in any limited format because the odds of opening one of these is so exponentially it's... low that I would talk about. I'm going to hope to open this mythic and play around this mythic before I would talk about wanting to build around one. Yes, of these. because they're actually didn't it say something where the chances were slightly the same better as... than a premium mythic. Yes, I don't... It, they're slightly better than a foil mythic, and I think they're somewhat close to a. Expedition. I believe they're like 1 in 120 or 1 in 144 or something one like that. Was 1 in 144. Yeah. Which means there's 1 per 4 boxes. It's not okay. bad. It's not bad. So about the same as Expeditions. Yeah, it's not bad. On I, picked, I got I got two Expeditions. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, Though these I probably won't be getting rid of so quickly. Oh, no. no, no That's no, no. fine. These are... It's still 1 in 4 boxes. The odds of you opening one out of your 6 packs for sealed are pretty low. I'm just throwing that out there. I got my first one in the Fat Pack release. I don't want to hear it. If you do, Fat Packs are stacked. I'm just going to keep saying that. Like, every chance, every time we talk about Fat... Stacked! Except for the one I opened from Eldritch Moon. (laughs) Except for the two last ones you opened. Hey, I got Nishkana, so... You got half your value out of one. But I wanted Ishkana, so... That's fair. I want Ishkana. I like it. Anyhow. We're not talking about that. Yeah, we're not talking about Eldritch Moon. No, we're talking... We've only gotten through one card. I guess we should probably carry on here. Let's go. All right. So Sword of Light and Shadow is the one that I'm most hyped for. Alongside Sword of Light and Shadow are two more swords that were reprinted or put into this. Sword of Fire and Ice, Sword of Feast and Famine. So the question becomes, where are the other two swords? Are they going to be an Aether Revolts, you know... Masterwork thing, and it, I think the I think that the likelihood of them finishing the cycle is pretty high in Aether Revolt, it, which makes a lot more sense because this is a large set, so we get three of the swords. Yeah, and then the next set's a small thirty set. out of this set, and then twenty out yeah, of the next 20, one. Twenty-four next. Twenty-four. One. Okay, they're looking to put approximately fifty in each one, but the numbers subject to change. Yeah, variables could happen where there's more in each block. Center. Right, so fifty per block. My apologies before somebody thinks I said there's fifteen Kaladesh. Yeah, no, there's 30 in Kaladesh, and there's going to be 24 in the next set, which means there's a little more... There's 54 this, this time. Yes. Um, they're looking for, what, you said 50 per block from here till... Till whenever they, they stop doing them. Yes. All right, so the swords happened. What else do we have? Um, Who else is excited about what? I, I'm i excited about that Soul Ring right there. Me too. I was just about to say that. Like, right. just because, you know, EDH... Like, soul Ring. Vintage soul one ring. Soul Ring, you know? I mean, Soul Ring, this Soul Ring is very, very nice. Yeah. Um, I will throw out there that when I read the artist's name, I was unsurprised by how pretty it was. The artist is Vulcan Baga. For anybody who does uh-huh. not know who that is, he's the gentleman who did Snapcaster Mage. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done other he's, various He's cards. a very intricate artist. He's done other various cards. I do not remember what they are. I... Do not feel like looking right now if we're going to be all honest. I apologize to you for my laziness, but this card is incredibly pretty, and when I read the name, I was not surprised. Yeah. Um, so Soul Ring is a card that everybody's excited for. So while we're talking about EDH stuff, how about them rings of Bright Hearth? And that sad robot. And the Gauntlet of Power. And Actually, the Rack. And the Manifold. And the Lightning Graves. I see that the Gaunt- Mind's Eye. You know what's funny? I see that Gauntlet of Power, and I'm like, Correct why is that not in a Maya Zombie deck? 
Because <laughs> that would be real good in my zombie deck. What so, Gauntlet of Power. Oh, yeah. That's in a zombie, good. yeah. All right, so I feel like what we should do... Is start with these little shit faces? No, I feel like we want to go through the entire list so that people know them, and then we can just, like, splooge over them so we don't okay. miss any of them. Okay, but can we go through them quickly and concisely? Because like I, said, I think like, we wow, should go through the ones that are in standard right now. So the, that way <sighs> we are, you know, hyping it up to the more important ones, or right. the more expensive ones. All right, all right. So start with the ones in standard. Uh, For standard, we have <laughs> the Gear Hulk cycle. Yes. Um, I actually was talking to Tim and Ginger about these the other day because they seemed to be completely oblivious to any of the spoilers, and I wanted to like catch them up to speed and make sure that they were at least aware of these and this cycle. Yeah. What? So we didn't have the red one at the time, and I told them to um, I think place I them in their power ranking and what they think is best or worst for those. So I want to go over that real quick, just so we give you something for Kaladesh itself. I also changed my order. Alright. Um, since I am now changing my order, I think it goes blue, red, white, black, green. But that's me. I, I know the green one seems more as a main deck card, and the white one seems more of a sideboard card, but for the power and toughness of them, I think that's the order that they go in. The red one is, by God, I think it might be the best, but I like the blue one. I'm sorry. The blue one's sweet. <coughs> All right. Tim, what do you think about it? Where do you rank them? I don't even remember what my initial one was, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> Your initial one was white, blue, black, green, and we didn't have the red one yet. White, blue, black, green. Are you sure that wasn't where I was like, oops, I mean white, blue, green, black? Uh, mine was white, blue, green, black. I said it wrong the first time. You're right. Yeah. I think the red one might be the best now that I'm looking at it. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent may have you draw three cards. Player doesn't put top three cards in the library and the graveyard, and then deals damage to their player equal to it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, red one's real good. Jesus. <laughs> the red one's um, really good. So for anybody, Tim, go ahead and read it for everybody to make sure they actually heard you. Combustible Gear Hulk, four red, red, artifact creature construct. It's a 6-6. Six, six. Uh, With first, first Strike. strike when Combustible Gear Hulk enters the battlefield, target opponents may have you draw three cards. If the player doesn't, put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard, then Combustible Gear Hulk deals damage to that player equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. My so God. basically, hey, am I drawing these cards or are you getting burnt for these Can cards? Can you imagine playing this in like a red-green ramp deck and like you flip an Emrakul and just 13 them to the face? <laughs> so something I said about this card when it came out, is depending on what I've seen of the deck I'm playing against is going to depend on whether I allow that to happen or not. Yeah. Um, so I believe the red one's the best at this point. Uh, second, I believe, is white, then green, then black, then blue. Which is amusing because normally I'm terribly biased towards blue cards, but I actually think the blue one's the weakest of them, and we'll go over that later on. Okay, in probably next week. In standard, I think the blue one's the worst. But I think the blue one sees more potential in, say, EDH. Nah. I mean, maybe. Nah. So, realistically, at the end of the day, the red one has the most potential overall. Yes. And that's why I want to just, I just want to hammer on the red one real quick. Uh. Tim read you its abilities. Um, if this card can find its way into Temur Emerge, and Temur Emerge can manage to get the extra red source to pay for two red instead of just one for the Kha'Zix return, this card is stupid. Yeah. Your opponent will always let you draw three cards... At the sheer fact that if they don't, they could very well risk taking like 20 some odd damage easily. Yes. Because you flip an Emrakul, you flip an Emerge card, that's like 20 damage right there. You literally just killed your opponent for six mana. See, I wanted to I wanted to make a Jund. We were talking about Jund in Kaladesh Standard. And this Jund might, Delirium. This might be in there. Card that sweet. might be in there. Yeah, that, like, that, that should go, be in there. That just, could go just, into a Jund Delirium list that's playing Emrakuls and just be like, hey, I'm going to threaten you with this Emrakul, this Kalitas, this Chandra. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm either going to draw three cards, or you're going to potentially take a bunch. Ishkan is probably going to be in there. Let's not be, let's be real yeah, so here. So, like, we're looking at fours, fives. There's one of these, so there's probably another. That's six. There's a 13. Yeah, we're losing Flaying Tendrils, but the thing is, all the creatures are going to be small, so Flaying, flaying, flaying tendrils, tendrils is still around. Yeah, Flaying Tendrils is going to do it for you, is what I was trying to say. Language is going to be gone, but since everything's going to be significantly smaller, Flaying Tendrils will do the job. I mean, and in a Jung Control type deck, you still have Flaying Tendrils and Radiant Flames both. Grasp of Darkness is still there, isn't oh, it? Do we yep. keep oh my god. We keep Wait, what was it? Flames. Radiant Flames? Yeah, we keep Radiant oh Flames. It's from Battle. My oh boy. God. Oh boy. So, anyhow, uh, a lot of future applications for this card in standard, and it's why I put Combustible Gear Hulk at number one on my list. Sorry, I need to write this down. I, as future I don't really understand that the black one has Menace, though. 
Uh, it's a it. Black used to be the color that had fear. And yeah, and intimidate. But I don't yeah, know. like all of the Gear Hulks have an ability that's relative to their color. The white one has vigilance. The red one has first strike. The black one has menace. The blue one has flash. The green one has trample. Tell me that those are not the abilities of their color. Could you imagine if the red one had haste? Uh, that would be stupid. <laughs> that would I, I would say that that would far and away be the strongest one. Oh with yeah. No second doubt in my mind. Yeah. yeah. So of no. Uh, for anybody that does actually look at these and compare our lists and wonder why, um, a big reason of why the white one and the green one are two and three on my list is because they're five mana versus six. And I think I that is incredibly that. relevant. Yeah. Um, the reason that the combustible is highest on the list, it has the most power. It's got it's a six six, so it kills all the other ones and it lives through all the other ones. And it has um, first strike. It has first strike, so it gets to hit them first. And it's the only six mana one that I think it's the best six mana one by a large margin. And its ability, its upside is just absolutely massive. Yeah, you either draw yeah. cards or you kill your opponent, like one of the two. You're pretty close to killing your. Opponent. And actually, actually, it's the perfect cost to emerge for baby hoof if you so have to. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can green, green, green for baby hoof, but I don't think that these go into the same deck now. I'm just, I mean, I'm but just... imagine flipping Baby Hoof off the top. Tend to you, Baby <laughs> Hoof next turn, kill you. Yeah, I mean, I don't think flipping the Baby Hoof's better than flipping the Emrakul, though. Yeah. No, but... The Emrakul's hilarious, though. All right. So it, it it's going to happen. I know it. It's just going to happen. They didn't want to hover too hard on, uh, too long in the Gear Hulks, but I wanted to make sure that they read the Gear Hulk, the read the Reb one, understood the Reb one, loved the Reb one, <laughs> embraced the Reb one, okay, took it out on? to dinner. Can we move on, please? All right, all right. Jesus, so we spent like Hulks. 10 minutes on the fucking Gear Hulks here. It's so good! We only I know, it all but I don't want to be here all night! <laughs> Alright, so we're moving forward. We have the Gear Hulks. We have Hangerback Walker, which is about to leave standard. Yeah. I don't want to read all of these. Somebody else should read some. Like the exciting ones on this line. Uh, we've got Champion Town, which is strictly for EDH. Hey, that one's exciting. It is exciting, I'm not going to lie. I don't think it is. Uh, Aether Vial, which, Tim? Aether Vial, yes. I was actually just... We were talking about that last week with my Legacy deck where I was plopping other Vial yep. in there, and now I get to open it out of packs again. Potentially. <laughs> Potentially. I mean, I Very mean, unlikely. Well, the Anyways. thing is, if people get it, they're going to be selling it on eBay immediately or trading it in. So yeah, I'll probably. be getting them. I mean, you can also problem. just, like, try to trade it for four Aether Vials for some, from yeah. somebody. Yeah. Anyways, we got Mana Crypt, which is a... I'm okay with that one, 100%. Um, again, something that stuck out to me with a Mana Crypt, Vulcan Baga did the art again. He has a very, like... His art style is very detailed, and you can yeah. identify these cards just when you look at them. But that's a Vulcan Baga card. Uh, and then we got Gauntlet of Power, which is good for EDH. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of these things are really good for EDH reprints. Um, some <laughs> of them are a lot better for, you know, Vintage, being so, a like, Mana Crypt. Yeah, like some of them are better for Vintage Modern, but, like, a lot of these cards are just good staple cards in older formats. And EDH is a great place for a lot of these cards as well. I that's so, a really I sweet have the, Chromox. I, I have this next line. I have this next line. I don't just want to say... Talk. I just want to say the Chromox looks sweet. Go ahead and... We have Chromatic Lantern. Amazing for EDH. Yep. Especially five-color EDH because, you know, you can tap your lands for whatever color. Chromox. Cloudstone Curio, which... I want to see this thing in a foil. Which, I mean, they come in foils. But yeah, but you, we haven't seen it yet. We don't know what the foil process seeing, looks like. Seeing yeah, it's apparently it's apparently like something different. Would be so pretty. Yeah, like, depending on the foil on this, it will make or break on whether that card is absolutely gorgeous or just okay Man. gorgeous. Now, I want to speculate on something, because Morrow did say something very interesting when he was talking about the foiling process. He basically said that a photo does not do this foiling process justice, and I noticed one thing about the art. All of the arts for all of these cards rely on perspective. A lot of them have, like, foreground yeah, no, and background I guess that's bits. true. So um, I, I'm kind of excited to see what they're doing with that yeah, if they're doing cool. something with that. Oh, so like they add a depth of field in yes, the artwork. That um, would be sweet. Yes. Anyways, speaking of what would look like a beautiful foil is a Crucible of Worlds. Mm -hmm. That blue. Yeah. Oh like, my. That Crucible of Worlds looks really... A lot of these cards just look really nice by default. Um, Tim, if you upload these ones to YouTube, I feel like you should just like throughout it have it panned through all of these. Now... Uh, <laughs> anyways, right, at least by the way, by the way, I want I want to say this. I know we were talking about doing video, and we will do video. I'm actually going to be testing my camera tonight. Ooh. The issue is I've had hay fever, so my eye has looked horrible, 
And nobody wants to see that. I don't even like looking in the mirror in the morning because of that. I mean, but I didn't like to see you before that. But it's like coming back, oh. everything's okay. There's significantly less pus in the morning, so we should be able to work through that. Anyways, I think you get this next line. Yeah, so would you like to do the next line, Tim? Because this is like EDH stuff that I feel like if you're not playing it, I'm a little surprised by you. I'm not playing any of this in my EDH deck. Really? Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, Shroud, I'm not a huge fan well, of. Well, Lightning Greaves. Card names. Lightning Greaves. Uh, we're not going through the actual shit, are we? Like, people know what these no, are. No, people know what no, those no, are. People know if they should know what these are. Really Lightning so. Greaves, Lotus Petal, Mana Vault, Mind's Eye. Now, Lotus Petal and Mana Vault, I'll probably be using in Vintage. Um, so, I do feel like we should go over Mind's Eye for a bit, because this card is a little fringe. Some people may not know about it, and, like, it is a super powerful card, and I want them to know this card's a fact. Okay, go ahead. So, Mind's Eye is a five-mana artifact, because all the cards on this list are an artifact. Yeah. Whenever an opponent draws a card, you may pay a generic mana. If you do, draw a card. Oh, um, Gingy's getting excited. Beyond yeah, that, this card just, is just said. going to look absolutely... I think this is another one of the cards that's going to look really nice foil. Well, no, the thing that Tim said about you know them being perspective... Mm -hmm. Look at the hologram. It's coming from the background to the foreground. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's all like, of these cards seem like well, they really have... I'm saying it specifically for this thing because you can see it, it would, like, if you're looking at it, it would actually look 3D because it's slowly, like, coming out towards... Yeah, they, ha they have very defined foreground. It's almost like they probably have a process where it's two different images. Like, you remember there used to be those... Those animated hologram cards from mm -hmm. different things where you turn it one way and it's one picture, you turn it yeah. the other. It's, if they do that, I think that I'm might... I'm going to hit someone. It might be cool, depending on how they do it. Otherwise, so anyways, it might be really cheesy. Um, do you want this next one? Because you're probably going to like you know these two things. Um, scroll Rack, Rings of Bright Hearth, Painter Servant, and Mox Opal. Painter Servant I'm actually interested in because I want to try to do something with Painter Servant in maybe Vintage. I don't know. Uh, I mean, there is a legacy, legacy uh, divine or uh, dedicated to the card. It's yes. uh, Painter Grindstone. I know. I got it done to me. Ow. <laughs> I Not had it feel. done to me. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Nicest guy in the world that did it to me, so I'm fine with it. It's okay. All right. Um, so I'm going to read this next row. I already read the swords. I already mentioned Seal Overseer earlier. But I'll just rattle off these eight real quick. Four. Uh, well, I'm going to make sure I say the okay. swords again so that they know. Yeah. Uh, we have Sculpting Steel, Soul Ring, Solemn Simulacrum, Static Orb, Steel Overseer, Sword of Feast and Famine, Sword of Fire and Ice, and Sword of Light and Shadow. Yeah. I told you it's easy to identify. <laughs> he so, does the prettiest cards. Ginger just pointed out the name to me on Sword of Fire and Ice, and it's just like, mmm, it looks so good. Oh my god, I hope to open at least one or two of these cards. Holy shit. So anyhow. Um, it's going to be great. Like, all these cards are just cards that are popular. You probably knew most of these cards when we read them, if not all of them. The ones I'd expect you to know the least would be uh, the Gearhawks, realistically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, And Champion's Helm. Champion's Helm, I feel, is a little fringe. Yeah, I feel like that thing's not played as much as it should be. Admittedly, uh, I, I, I don't play it because I don't think it's... Like, I know it's a good card, but it's just... But it's not Lightning Grooves. Yeah, that. Um, so here's a question since we were talking about the foiling process. Do you think they're going to do what... Um, I'm going to get killed for not remembering the name of the game. Force of Will? No. The other one you play. Vanguard. That's the game I'm looking you for. You play card play Vanguard. Yeah, I know. That's why I said I'm not going to get hit for not remembering the name. Um... <laughs> Like the, what, SPs or something that they, they're yep. kind of um, textured? Yeah. Any way that you think they're going to do it with these borders? I don't think that they'd be... All right, so I don't think Magic is willing to do that because a textured card could be viewed as, viewed as a marked yes. card depending on how it's done, and I really don't think they're willing to run that risk um, on something like this. Yeah. Um, I really hope they didn't. There, I don't think there's going to be any, like, twisty-turny, the image looks different thing either, just because I feel like that adds... That yeah, that would definitely make the card thicker, thick. which is my worry. So I don't think there's going to be anything like that. I, I, We haven't seen the foiling process, obviously, because we haven't seen these cards yet. Right. And I am eagerly looking forward to having one of these cards in my hand and seeing the first one opened in the shop and just, like, seeing the card and what they look like. Yeah, these, oh my god, just the arts we're looking at right now. So beautiful. So, so 
Like, even the Gear Hulks are good. Yeah, I mean, everything just looks nice. All right, so we have anything else we want to talk about with these? Uh, no, I think uh, we're about ready to wrap up. Okay. We apologize for not going into more of the uh, Kaladesh limited stuff that we wanted to and some of the spoilers that have come out, things to look for in drafts and sealed and stuff like that. But uh, I think that we'll try to make that up next weekend. Yeah, we, we can do that next week. We just yeah. did not expect to have this gold mine of absolute beauty just dropped into our lap. Yeah, but I mean, if there's any any masterpieces or any cards in Kaladesh you want us to go over more in depth, you can co- go ahead and contact us at memorylapsepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, talk about those things, considering this has pretty much become user-created content at this point. So uh, while we're uh, on that note, Timmy, have we had any mail here recently? Uh, yes, we did. We actually got a mail a couple days ago from Superfan Travis. Oh. Uh, he, uh, he sent us a message with the subject line, Haters Gonna Hate. And it says, so I feel there is a severe lack of green talked about on the podcast. Hey, we've talked about color. green all day. I know, right? This like, time. Well, the thing is, I don't think he was he, he was too cognizant that we received an email from somebody else about building a green deck, but whatever. Ba-ba-ba. But anyway, uh, he continues, I'd like to see a standard budget brew. So remember, we have to have budgets in mind right, for so this next brew. Uh, for a mono green deck using Sage of Ancient Lore. Uh, I don't know yeah, what that thing does. <laughs> I was almost <laughs> there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me. Can I slot Sage of Ancient Lore into this thing and be good with it? <laughs> no, we gotta build. Oh, come on, man. You gotta build something new. So anyway, Sage of Ancient Lore is a four and a green. Uh, it is creature, human, shaman, werewolf. Lots of types there. Lots of types. Oh, Sage of guy. Ancient Lore's power and toughness are each equal to the number of cards in your hand. So basically the polar opposite of Lupine Prototype. <laughs> when Sage of Ancient Lore enters battlefield, draw a card. At the beginning of each upkeep, if no spells were cast, transform Sage of the Ancient Lore. And it transforms into Werewolf of Ancient Hunger, which is a creature and a werewolf. With Vigilance and Trample, Werewolf of Ancient Hunger's power and toughness are each equal to the total number of cards in all players' hands. At the beginning of each upkeep, if a player casts two or more spells last turn, transform Werewolf of Ancient Hunger. Jesus. So being as a bulk rare, I don't think we're breaking the bank on this one. <laughs> that Probably not. Nah. Uh, I was going to say something. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring this up real quick because uh, I decided to pull this up on the uh, on the MTG Judge Orclap on my phone. Okay. Um... The, there are gathering, gatherer rulings for this card already. <laughs> um, what do you mean already? It's from Shadows Over Innistrad. Right. But it has like specific rulings for itself. Um, if you have no cards in hand after Sage of Ancient Lore enters the battlefield. So basically, if you top-decked Sage of Ancient Lore and you played it, mm-hmm. uh, it will be put into your graveyard before its first triggered ability resolves. <laughs> you will draw a card, but Sage of Ancient Lore will already be gone. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Which so, means this is basically a deck where you have to have a lot of card draw. Well, it means you have to have cards in hand. You don't have to have card draw. Well, you have to keep those cards in hand and keep going up to five mana. So, amusingly enough, um, Ginger's been playing a deck of mine that he rather enjoys. It's the blue-white control one. Um, this may be able to slot into a blue-green variant. Or, like, a... And uh, you can't really play white no. green control, I don't think. I mean, you could. There's potential, but it's not where I want to be. I'm probably going blue-green. Um, so, like, you could probably play... Well, hold on, we have... Hold on, save it, because we have a week to do this. We, all right, all right, all right. Plus, fine. we don't want to influence each other like you two did, you fucking... That right. original prick. Anyways, <laughs> question. Yes. yes, sir. What are your two most interesting, or I want right now, masterpieces? Uh, I'm torn between the Soul Ring and the Other Vial because I absolutely know I'm going to use both those. That that's fair, Tyson. Do you know? Uh, I will find out while I'm looking through. What about you? Um, I want to see the Cloudstone Curio because I think that thing would look gorgeous. But the Crucible Worlds, I want it right now. So mm. I I feel like I'm going to channel my inner storm player at heart. Pro Mox and uh, Lotus Petal. I, I think the Mana Crypt's cool, and if I... It's something that I would look towards for Vintage um, If I, when I start heading down that path, but I'm probably just going to go with the Lotus Petal and the Chrome Mox. 
If not Chrome Mox, then Lotus Petal and Mox Opal. Somebody better answer that phone because I called it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That was terrible. It was, I, all, I mean, it was bad guilty. delivery. I'll admit it. I forgot what I was saying halfway through the phrase. That happens a lot. I, I'm guilty. I play cards in Storm. That means they probably cost zero or one, and if they cost anything, they make mana or make more mana than they cost. Yeah. All right, so mm, that's so ring though. God damn, these masterpieces are gonna be the end of me. I haven't. I've, I've bought bank like, account. huh? End of your bank account? No, I bought like two fat packs of Eldritch Moon since it came out. Like the last time I opened cards before that was the pre-release. So this is gonna get me opening Kaladesh, whether I can afford it or not, and that's a problem. <laughs> that is a real problem. <laughs> I'm gonna be trading in everything I have just to open packs of Kaladesh. That sounds like a bad idea. You should not do that. <sighs> Anywho, I think we're probably so. On that note, I have an extra copy of Pokemon Red and an extra copy of Pokemon Yellow for sale to go towards my Kaladesh habit that's upcoming. <laughs> um, oh what? You want them? Uh, nope, I'm not done here. No? I'm just gonna sit here and wait. All right, all right, all right. I think we're done. I think we're done. Are we done? I think we're done. All right. So I we we will talk about some of the spoilers that are actually going to be uh, more useful in the limited set. I believe we'll have the the full spoiler here next week, actually. So maybe maybe this was a good thing to happen. That we just had like these cards we simply could not ignore dropped in front of us. Yeah, this is good. This is good stuff. We didn't really know about them until you know this morning. Anyways. It didn't matter. No. As soon as they came, it's like yeah. No, I, I'm saying like we them. we couldn't have planned for it because we didn't know what was going to happen until like this morning or last night. All right, that's. He's like, oh, hey, we're going to plan for this. Oh, wait, what happened? <laughs> I mean, we were planning for Kaladesh stuff, and then we got Kaladesh, Kaladesh stuff. stuff. I still feel like the timing was incredibly serendipitous, because it happened hours before we started recording. It was like, oh, look at all these things that appeared. Oh, good, we're getting the jump on this shit. I mean, I knew they appeared. I knew they were coming out. I watched them unfold. I was like, woo! <laughs> woo! Why, why not? I'm I won't. I'll, I'm I won't. Woo! There we go. Now I'm, I'm part of the. Yeah. Okay. Not, all right. Well, I guess Gingy's done, so we got to get going. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Stop it. They can hear that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us with questions, concerns, comments, you want to buy my Pokemon games, I'm just kidding. Don't do um, <laughs> Email me. So at, uh, email us at Memory Lapse Podcast. Don't tell me what not to do. I, at I, I don't know why it's a yeah <laughs> memory lapse podcast at gmail.com sorry that's like the height of comedy for me is to like somebody says something and I continue what I'm saying then all of a sudden hey wait a minute <laughs> but anyway thank you for listening goodbye everybody bye see you guys before you stop that what I want to know what they're most excited for about these masterpieces yeah, okay. Uh, contact us, either one of the two people that have emailed us already. Uh, what masterpiece <laughs> are you most excited about? Um, Anyways, now this is buy again. Did we, all, did we already get through the list, our yeah. list, for the uh, second time? No. Okay, and also, oh also before we leave, let's go over our list so you can vote on them. We, we totally won't. not organized. Unless you <laughs> unless you vote on mine, then we won't be able to play it in an F&M, but we probably won't anyway because, you know, that's, that's biased. Because Tyson always wins. <laughs> But anyway, well, my uh, list... There's only been one. So you always win. We'll find out this time. Anyways. Yeah. But anyway, my list was uh, the Selesnia Ramp, four Shaman of Forgotten Ways, two Decimator of Provinces, four Traverse the Elvenwald, four Vessel of Nascency, four Gnarlewood Dryad, four Knight of the White Orchid, four Explosive Vegetation, four Always Watching, four Sylvan Advocate, two Ishconograph Widow, four Evolving Wilds, four Canopy Vista, four Fortified Village, seven Forests, and five Plains. Uh, mines, four Hedron Crawlers, four Deathcap Cultivators, four Filigree Familiars, four Pilgrim's Eyes, four Arbor Backstomper, four Verdius Gear Hulks, three Abundant Mauls, four Krager Hams, and two Cultivator Blades with four, ed- four Eldred's Evolutions and four Archive. Hedron Archives. Fifteen Forests and six Swamps. That word. And Tyson's List. Is four Beast Crawler Savant, four Death Cap Cultivator, four Hedron Crawler, four Pilgrim's Eye, four Tireless Tracker, four Eldritch Evolution, four Verderous Gear Hulk, four Crater Hand Behemoth, four Sylvan Advocates, two Vile Redeemers, eight Team Forests, and four Crumbling Vestiges. Okay, I just feel like I need to, to clarify that Baby Hoofs and Crater Hams that you heard there were actually Decimator of Provinces, just so you're sure. 
decimator of the provinces. Really? Shit on. I thought it was just decimator of provinces. Yeah, no. so did I until I tried looking him up and couldn't find him because I was missing the the. The the? Yes, I was missing the the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Decimator of the province provinces. Okay. All right, well, fair enough. Now for the real, uh, real goodbye because, you know. Interruptions. Yeah. <laughs> so long. Farewell. farewell. And, 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 goodbye, everybody. <laughs>